Bem-vindos, amigos. If you haven't caught on, that's Portuguese for welcome friends. Yep. <laughs> and that's because today we are in an African Lusophone country. Lusophone means Portuguese speaking. And that country is called Guinea-Bissau. Our proverb of the day goes like this. A warrior fights with courage, not anger. Today in Guinea-Bissau, we're telling you all about a kind of grilled chicken called Cafriela de Frango. In Guinea-Bissau, it can also be made with a hen, and then it is called Cafriela de Galinha. Guinea-Bissau is a West African country that shares its borders with Senegal in the north and Guinea in the south and east. The Atlantic Ocean lies across the country's west coast. Guinea-Bissau used to be part of the Mali Empire between the 13th and 17th century. In the 19th century, Portugal colonized the colony and it was called Portuguese Guinea until 1973 when it became an independent country and changed its name to Guinea-Bissau. The country has a population of 1.9 million. Like many African countries, Guinea-Bissau ended up with an official language linked to its colonial history. The official language is Portuguese, but more people speak the national language, which is called Creole or Portuguese Creole. The capital city is Bissau. And just before we go further, we now have a way you can support the podcast. On our website or on the blog, you can now buy us a virtual cup of coffee or click on one of the affiliate links. Your donation goes towards supporting the show and you can even sponsor ingredients on an episode. The price of chicken is going up in the market. Please, so, help, us. Please help, help us. So I appreciate help that. situation. Yeah, we also added some extra perks for you. And so if you're interested, um, the links are available on our social media pages or the website or the blog. So if you check out this blog that Yemi is talking about, which you should, mm-hmm. you see that we struggle to find information about Guinea-Bissau cuisine, mainly because a lot of the information was in Portuguese. So if any of our listeners are from Guinea-Bissau, let us know how we did or drop us a note on the blog or Instagram about some of the food we can find in Guinea-Bissau. Since a good portion of Guinea-Bissau lies along the coastline, you can of course find seafood. There's also rice, millet, your usual African tuber corps like yam, cassava and potatoes. In Guinea-Bissau, you can find caldo de mancara. I'm hoping I'm saying this correctly. And that's a peanut sauce, which you can often eat with rice. If you've listened to our older episodes, peanut sauce will sound familiar because almost every West African country mm-hmm. seems to have a version of a peanut sauce. Yeah. And then you can also find bolinos de mancara de peixe, which is a fish and peanut bowl. And to me, that sounds absolutely delightful. Don't I look love... At, don't look at me. I'm not looking at you, my friend. I'm talking to our friends here. I love fish. I love peanuts. Put them together. I'm happy. Um, another thing you can find in Guinea-Bissau is moqueca, la moqueca de peixe. And that's a fish stew made with tomatoes, peppers, onions, and coconut milk. Now, I was very interested to see that because I'm also familiar with a dish from Brazil that is also called moqueca. It's also a fish stew, but it's made with tomatoes, onions, lime, and cilantro. There are actually two versions. There's the Baiana version, which is in Salvador in brazil and then there's a different version in another part of brazil that i think is called moqueca capixaba but what interested me about this is that the Bayana one has some african influences because it's made from palm oil and so when i saw this other one from guinea bissau i thought mm, that's very interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have pastries like pesties de mandioca which is a cassava pastry and figios which is a fried dough pastry. So, of course, I'm not from the region, so my pronunciation is most likely with a 99% certainty off. 
So to also satisfy your fruit cravings, there's jaca or jackfruits and a kind of fruit called fully. We found the scientific name for the fruits, but we're not sure if there's an English word for it. One of the videos we found described it as mango and passion fruit mixed together. Cabasiera is also common and this is a boabab fruit that you can make into a drink. If you'd like to relax with some tea, you can find warga or ataya, a very strong and sweet tea that is common in the country. You can find even more mouth-watering dishes that we came across from Guinea-Bissau on the blog. There's one dish that we were curious about and we're going to need your help if we have any listeners that are familiar with this. When I was looking for things to eat from Guinea-Bissau, I found one that was a tuna and avocado salad mm-hmm. called Abacate Recheado Com Atum. So a few websites say this is from Guinea-Bissau. But, you know, it was one of those things where I looked at the one recipe on one side and then I found like maybe three or four other websites that had exactly the same thing. So they kind of like copied, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, like cannibalized each other. Almost. Exactly. So now I'm now wondering if this is actually a dish from Guinea-Bissau. Mm. Because one person can make a mistake and everybody runs with that assumption. And none of the websites were from indigenous people from Guinea-Bissau. So mm. now I'm not sure. And this kind of happened to us before. Do you remember Sashwala? Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of scared now. So that was initially what I was going to make. Um, I was going to skim off the tuna and leave Yemi with the avocado. That would have been acceptable. But I think that's all that there is, avocado and maybe salt. Mm. So I don't know what you would have eaten. But yeah, if there's anyone from Guinea-Bissau or anyone who can tell us for sure that this dish is also eaten in Guinea-Bissau or from there, please let us know. So now let's move on and talk about Cafela de Franco. Cafela de Franco is a grilled chicken, but you boil it first and then you put it on a charcoal grill and then grill it. I don't have a charcoal grill and this weather I wasn't trying to do that. Mm-hmm. So I settled for baking in an air fryer. And the good thing with the air fryer is if you're familiar with it, it acts as a convection oven. So like the air kind of circulates around, mm-hmm. which is better than if you're just baking and getting heat from below. So it's, the, it's kind of the next best thing to a grill, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing I, th- I consider, this is an aside, but I've always wondered if people can make, like if you don't have a grill, if you can bake with liquid smoke. I have no idea what that is. Liquid smoke? Oh. You can buy it and it gives like the smoky effect of... Oh, it gives like a smoky flavor? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be able to do that. But anyway, mm-hmm. if you guys are familiar with liquid smoke and can tell us if it gives like an accurate flavor mm-hmm. to your food or if it's something that you can add into your, I guess, marinade before you bake, let us know. Yeah. Now to make cafeola de frango, you need some chicken. Mm-hmm. I used about, I don't remember how many pounds, sorry. <laughs> but you wow. Need to- <laughs> You know, it's a good thing we're not really teaching you how to cook. Right. Because I know. That would not be good. I know. <laughs> sorry. So the the recipe will probably when you see the recipes online, most people are using whole chickens, but I had chicken thighs. So you have your chicken thighs, you have onions, garlic, bay leaves, green pepper, a whole green pepper, salt and pepper to taste, a little bit of margarine some bouillon cubes but that's optional depending on whether or not you like to cook with bouillon cubes you need some lemon juice and some olive oil now just a, a little bit of a disclaimer i will post the recipe that i used but i kind of played around with the quantities a little bit um and just to give you an example of what i did i thought worked well for about three pounds of chicken i used a third cup of lemon juice three tablespoons of olive oil 10 cloves of garlic and two small medium onions. And the reason why I say that is because it was actually very difficult to find a good recipe that listed the quantities properly. Yeah, I find even not just this, right? Like a lot of 
the foods very few have are there where they actually tell you oh it's this amount in terms of both weight or mm-hmm. you know just it's 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 a little bit frustrating it I is think. it is frustrating because in the video i watched the the person cooking kind of just poured the lemon just over out of a bottle and i didn't know how much it was mm-hmm. And of course, keep in mind that a lot of these recipes in this case were Portuguese. And so I remember I saw something that said something like maybe half lemon juice. And I was like, half what? Mm-hmm. Half of a lemon, half a cup, half, you know, I think half it a was, teaspoon. Like, what, what, what was it? I knew it was in cups. So but this quantity worked well for me. So what I could do is I'll post the recipe that I used that I basically was inspired by. And then I'll post the quantities for once. I will post quantities that I actually used, And that's because this time I was like, I need to help you guys in this ministry because this is kind of rough to mm-hmm. navigate. Mm-hmm. So how do you cook it? It's the simplest thing. You chop your garlic, you slice your onions and your green peppers. You can slice your green peppers kind of julienne or lazy julienne, which is so julienne will be like really thin, long strips, or you can do it a little bit fatter, however you want to slice it. And then you add all the ingredients into the pot. Add a little bit of water. I like to steam my chicken with, I like to cook my chicken when I'm boiling or steaming. I don't like to use a lot of water so that the chicken kind of cooks in its own juices. Um, you can start with a low to medium heat so it's not so high that chicken starts to burn. Slightly covering the chicken, not even completely, I don't think. Just barely covering the tops of it so you can get... Um, as flavorful broth as possible out of it if you monitor it and you think that maybe there is too much water just i mean not sorry if you think there's not enough water kind of go with your own discretion but i don't like to use a lot of water when i steam the chicken um keep in mind that you're going to use though you're going to use liquid from that as your sauce so just have enough of it to make it into a sauce um depending on the kind of chicken you're using obviously just cook it until it's done you don't want it too soft um the chicken i use is a soft chicken that you can find in a grocery store so within like 20 to 25 minutes it looked pretty good um once you're done cooking the chicken you can take it out transfer it to your grill in my case was an air fryer and i kind of monitored the air fryer because it was already um cooked so basically you use your air fryer if you're using an air fryer use your air fryer um function not the bake function the air fryer function the chicken function and honestly i think maybe five to six minutes on each side should kind of crisp it up enough so essentially you're just trying to crisp the chicken exactly because i can't grill it um but if you can grill the chicken however way you can grill it after boiling it you'll grill it and then traditionally you serve the caffriella with the broth which should be a little bit thickened kind of poured over the grilled Mm. chicken Mm, sounds good it's good to go yeah i liked it and even if you actually wanted to visualize what we're talking about, just in case you're listening and have not had a chance to look at the episode cover or on the blog to look at the pictures, it's essentially grilled chicken, as Ijoma has explained. But the sauce that goes with it um, is really translucent. So you have almost like a light-looking, translucent, flavorful sauce, um, essentially like broth, but you have your vegetables in it. Um, I had mine with bulgur, um, which is what. It's, it's wheat. It's like cracked wheat. It's like cracked, yeah. yeah. Well, which is... Uh, but it looks like rice. Well, kind of couscous. looks more like couscous, I think. Yeah. So I had mine with bulgur, which is essentially cracked wheat. It looks like rice that has been crushed a little bit. Um, so the picture you will see will have bulgur beneath it. That was what I had eaten. Um, with the grilled chicken on top of it. And then the light broth with the vegetables you'll see onions and green pepper on top of it to top it off. Um, the sauce itself is very flavorful. Did you say you had cloves in it? 
No. Okay. But what I didn't mention, oops, what I should have mentioned that I added that wasn't part of the recipe was Cameroon pepper. Oh, okay. Because I found it very, very flavorful and it reminded me of light pepper soup, which is essentially soup that is really light and has, <laughs> has pepper in it. I don't know. But it also has a lot of different flavors, not just, you know, heat and burns. Um, but when I looked at it and just like hearing you go through what the ingredients were in some of it, I, I feel like some of that lightness, because it almost felt like I was having a drink. And I mean like an alcoholic beverage. Like, you know, those kind of really light ones that you have with, I can't remember the name. It's with like a mint leaf. And, uh, oh, um, oh, for goodness sake. Well, we don't have to remember the name. But the main point was it's it's essentially... A mojito. Ha- Sorry. Okay. So it's reminding me of having a mojito, which is kind of different, but it's like a mojito, but warm, hmm. which was really confusing. And I think some of it might be because of what the lemon you put in there, which gave it that little... It's almost like it was clearing my sinus. I don't know. Like how a to refreshing. Explain. Yeah, it was very refreshing. Like it felt like, you know, if you have a cold or something, it's something you would um, consume. Like it definitely cleared up my nostrils though. As an aside, can I just say one of the difficult things about things being lock- being on lockdown is I really now really, really want a cocktail. Making your house. Okay, sorry guys, I was deviating. But she just said mojito and then, you know. Make it to your house. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, girl. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sad. I want a cocktail. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. So there was a kind of like what you said. I liked the flavor of the chicken because there are different kinds of lemon chicken. But usually the lemon, I feel like when I've tried lemon chicken, it's inside the chicken itself. This was more in the in, in the, the broth, in the sauce yeah. or broth or whatever it was. Um, it was spicy. I found it a bit smoky spicy. And that's because of the Cameroon pepper. Now, I don't know how to... Cameroon pepper... I don't even think that's the correct name for it. But it's I don't we, think so. Yeah. Well, that's what we kind of know it as, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, we call it... The thing is, if you went into like an African store or that kind of store, if you go in and you say you wanted Cameroon pepper, they will know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think that's the proper name though. No, um, and it's not even a Malagueta pepper. And I don't think it's a bird's eye. There are different kinds of peppers. There's none of those things. All I know, all I can tell you, it's it's flaky. Yeah, I think they're f- not flakes. They're like red pepper flakes, no? Like not red, but black, brown, but the same kind of texture, mm. similar. It's like it depends on how it's ground. Okay, so um, so yeah, I would I would agree with you that it can be flaky. Mm-hmm. However, I've seen it um, ground down pretty fine. Okay, so I guess it depends on where you get it from. Okay, what is consistent is that it's dark in color. Yes. Um, if you are not careful, you'll think it's black pepper that has been crushed. And it is much. It is much. much it is much hotter. hotter than Scotch bonnet. It is much hotter than cayenne. Um, it's much hotter than possibly peri peri. It's very hot, so you don't need much of it. But it also comes with this smoky. It has a smoky element to it, and I think it really lends itself into the broth for the Cafriella de Frango. And the other thing I liked about it, there was a combination of. These are very simple ingredients, but the combination of ingredients and what they produced was surprising to me because you had the lemon and you had the green pepper. And I could taste a bit of the green pepper flavor going into the broth. Um, I would never have thought to boil green pepper slices with lemon juice and chicken. Like Mm. that's not something that would occur to me. Garlic, yes. Onions, yes. Basic pepper, yes. Um, But no, Cameroon pepper, lemon, green pepper, all combined and boiled together to give it. It was really good. I I really really liked it. And I love that 
the ingredients are really simple. Very like you know all these ingredients. Like honestly, it's the kind of thing if you barely have anything at home. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I have one green pepper. I have small yeah. and have, chicken, and like, oh, I have small chicken and lemon juice. Look at that. Mm. It was you have, it, a, you have a whole dish. It was uh, yeah, it was, it's a whole dish, and I had mine with fries because mm-hmm. um, I felt like I was in the mood for chicken and chips, and wow. I really liked the way it went. So yeah, I had mine with fries. Mm. Okay. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> you are special. You don't eat chicken and chips in your house. But this is like a very light sauce that you had with. Did you like soak the fries inside well, and drink and make it like conflicts? So wrong. No, I didn't soak the fries inside and make it like conflicts. But you know, the fries, the sauce was a nice accent to the. Fri- okay, fine. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with uh, Ijoma's monstrosity. <coughs> cough cough (laughs) we are at the end of another episode and we hope you enjoyed learning about another way to make some grilled chicken as usual we'll have the recipe on the blog and additional information you might find interesting about guinea-bissau cuisine will be there as well yep some of the websites we give you links to are even in portuguese so if you understand portuguese great for you we have Mm -hmm. no idea what the website is talking about but maybe you will and you can tell us because we would love to know Please translate for us, please. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. You and Google, please help us. <laughs> this was fun. It always is. It's always nice when we get to hang out. Yeah. Miss Gemma, Missy Gemma. And this time nice. we, we make it through our life. Well, I'm the one that has to be saying that, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> That's true, actually. That's true. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, Put it your is. Put stomach in my hands. I do. I tr- <laughs> this, is, this is what they call blind trust. well so folks let's do this again in two weeks and next time we meet up we'll be coming to you from an east african powerhouse bye friends Thank you for listening. While the podcast airs every two weeks, we have a backlog of episodes just waiting for you to enjoy. The show is a collaboration between Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. African My Kitchen is produced by Tunuka Media and co-hosted with 234 Pantry. So while on Instagram, visit both Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. With Tunuka Media, you'll find out about more shows produced which aren't necessarily food-related, while on 234 Pantry, you will get more food-related content. For example, Tunuka Media also produces another show called Overlooked, which I host. All the links with the relevant information to connect with us are located in the show notes. Like, subscribe, and share within your community. We'd also really love for you to give the show a high rating wherever you enjoy your podcasts.